Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. This is the day that the Lord had made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Yes, Charles Gabriel. He said in his song, My Savior's Love, He took my sins and my sorrows. He made them his very own. He bore the burden to Calvary and suffered and died alone. Oh, how marvelous. Oh, how wonderful. And my song shall ever be. Oh, how marvelous. Oh, how wonderful is my Savior's love for me. What a love that God has for us. He sent his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to die on the cross. So you and I can have everlasting life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but shall have everlasting life. We are looking at the family. We are looking at marriage, the marriage relationship. And this morning we're going to go to Matthew the 19th chapter. Verse 1 to verse 6. Matthew 19, verse 1. And it came to pass that when Jesus had finished these saints, he departed from Galilee and came into the coast of Judea beyond Jordan. And great multitudes followed him, and he healed them there. The Pharisees also came unto him, tempting him, and saying unto him, Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? And he answered and said unto them, Have ye not read? that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female, and said, For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall cleave to his wife, and their twain shall be one flesh. Wherefore, they are no more twain, but one flesh. What therefore God had joined together, let no man put asunder. Let's talk about twain shall be one flesh. In Matthew 19.6, the Lord Jesus Christ affirms that marriage is something God did and God does. Not only God did it, God is still doing it. Marriage is not a man-made thing, but a spiritual matter of great consequence. Since marriage was instituted by God, then it means that all marriages, choices, decisions, planning, counseling, guidance, and the ceremonies should seek God's approval and should seek to be in accordance with His Word. One may ask the question, what exactly constitutes marriage? Is it a ceremony? Is it the signing of a document? Is it the marriage bid? Or is it living together? The Bible teaches that there are two elements which together constitute marriage. And we got to understand that. What are they? Number one, marriage is a covenant. May I repeat? What constitute marriage? Marriage is a covenant. According to biblical customs, a marriage began with the engagement and was consummated when the couple come together. Because Western marriage customs are somewhat different, Three biblical terms need to be considered. One, betrothal. We don't hear of that in our part of the world. But to whom this passage was given, they clearly understood this. 
Betrothal is often arranged by others. Exodus chapter 21, verse 8 to verse number 11 would help you to understand that. Exodus 21, verse 8 to 11, where it speaks of betrothal. Of course, like I said, we don't have this down in our parts, but it is important for one to understand. Chapter 21, reading from verse 8. And if she pleased not her master who had betrothed her to himself, then shall he let her be redeemed to sell her unto a strange nation. He shall have no power, seeing he had dealt deceitfully with her. And if he have betrothed her unto his son, he shall deal with her after the manner of daughters. In verse 10, the Bible says, if he take him another wife, her food, her raiment, and the duty of the marriage shall he not diminish. And if he do not these three unto her, then shall she go out free without money. The Eastern world would understand this very well. This is not according to our culture, but this is according to the culture of those to whom Matthew was writing. So they would have a clear understanding of this regarding marriage. Notice something else. When we go to the scripture, we will find the Bible speaking about espousal. This has to do with engagement demonstrated by expensive gifts and dowry. Down in all parts of the world, we don't know anything about that. In Genesis chapter 24 verse 12, he says, Ask me never so much dowry and gift, and I'll give according as ye shall say unto, but give me the damsel unto wife. I've been told that in those parts of the world in the East, when someone wants to get married, they would go to the parents of the bride, and they would sometimes, between both parents, they will arrange a wedding. And arranging that wedding, the man would have to pay what is known as the dowry. Hmm. If she is a professional woman, if her father sent her off to school, then his dowry will be a lot. Sometimes he got to bring cows and, and goat and sheep and horse and money. And, you know, it got to be a lot. And then he would go back home and, and make provision for his wife for another six, uh, nine months. And at the end of that time, he would come and get her. Matthew chapter 1 verse 18 is a good picture of that. Now the blood of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was exposed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. This happened between that six to nine month period that they called the betrothal period. Yeah, Mary was found with child, and but not for Joseph. She was with child of the Holy Ghost. Even though the marriage was not consummated, it was binding. Mary was called his wife. Now, these are some things that we would need to pay attention to if we're going to fully understand the scripture and what it stands for. I would like to pick up a little later on this the next morning and share with you uh, some other things in regards to this matter. Now, according to Malachi chapter 2 verse 14, a wife is a man's companion and the wife of thy covenant. Marriage is a covenant. According to Proverbs 2.17, a strange woman is one who has forgotten the covenant 
of her God. May I say to you, a covenant is a bond which unites people into mutual obligation. Now, I don't want you to get bored in listening morning after morning because we are walking this according to the scripture and you're going to find this to be very, very interesting and exciting. We will stop here for this morning, pick up next morning. Father, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to you be all the glory, the praise, the honor. And thank you, dear God, for this privilege of being able to share with your people this morning. Have your way with us as we travel throughout this day. You navigate our way. Be with each family, Lord. Be with each husband, be with each wife, and be with the children in a special way. And may these devotions mean something to some family somewhere that will glue them together. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. Do have a great day in the Lord.